I'm Katrina Craigwell. And I'm Annalise Campbell. And welcome to Am I On Mute? We're wrapping up season two. I know. Doesn't that feel really crazy? Like It feels crazy. Very exciting, though. And I feel like we had so many really awesome gems this season. There's so much to talk about. I also think if I compare where we were at to the end of season one to where I'm at end of season two, it feels like so much has changed. It feels like there's such a different groove with how we work, how we talk about work, because I feel like at the end of season one, we were still very much in what is hybrid work? What does it look like? What does it feel like? How do we manage our teams? Blah, 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 blah. And I feel like as we proceeded into season two and where we're at right now, it feels like people are feeling a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more stable. Some people are back in the office. I know, Katrina, you're in the office some days. like All the days. All the days. (laughs) We're back at it. Yeah. So it looks very, very different. One of the things that I really loved this season and that's on my my mind is the conversation we had around self-advocacy. We've talked about this on the podcast, but there are so many different levers in terms of what is moving people to make decisions at work these days. Like the things that people used to care about or the things that used to be priority look very different because people's lives look very different. Everyone's life looks different than just a typical cut dry. I come to work nine to five, I commute, I go home, blah, 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 blah. No, that is not what work looks like for everyone anymore. And I think the conversation we have with Davika about how to advocate for yourself, but also as a leader, how to make space for self-advocacy at work, for people that are trying to be heard, be seen, understand their value, and make sure that they can feel empowered and supported at work. That That is really important to me. And I think that episode kind of got me to think a little bit differently about how I advocate for others at work. And the advice that I give now to people, I'm like, Davika's line where she said, you should not only be advocating for yourself during promotional periods, because that's when everybody is advocating for themselves. I was like, oh, it sounds so obvious and clear and like, duh, no brainer. But that really helped me remind my teams and my direct reports like, no, you should be showing up for yourself, regardless of like, obviously, my job is to give you the space to do that. But you should be coming into meetings like, here are my wins, Annalise. This is what I've been working on. These are the things that I need some help with. And so that conversation around self-advocacy was just really so timely and important and really helpful. What about you? What are some of your your highlights or some things that are on your mind from this season? That was a great conversation. I think when I think about the season, Mm -hmm. and we talked with Adrian about your curriculum for learning, Mm -hmm. and every single episode, what we talked about, there is a practice to unpack in every episode. We talked about experimentation, putting points on the board, moving with speed. We talked about leaning into AI, learning AI, practicing self-advocacy, practicing inclusion. And when I think about these episodes, to me, I could spend a whole year just Mm -hmm. building a practice around what each of our guests shared in each of their episodes. And it was an incredibly enriching season in that way. I'm super grateful for all of our guests and our guests in season two for giving us that curriculum. To the point around speed and technology and how we use technology, there were so many great nuggets around when to pull those levers, right? Because I think it's really easy for us to get caught up in like, okay, this is the newest, quickest, fastest thing. Literally, I watched an ad for Microsoft yesterday about their new AI tool. And immediately in my brain, I'm like, okay, how do I use it? What do I need to do? How can I incorporate it into my workflow? And we talked about that in one of those episodes around like speed and implementation that sometimes it is better to go slow in order to go fast. And I think that is 
such an important theme that we need to remember, especially as we grow and technologies advance and move at a pace that's so incredibly rapid. I find myself reminding myself all the time, like, yeah, it's okay to go slow before you can go fast, lay the groundwork so that when you're ready, you can take off. And I loved a lot of the conversations in the early parts of the season around technology, around speed. And you would think it would be the opposite. You'd think all the people that work in the tech and use AI would be like, go for it, hit the ground running. And they're all like, no, you can take your time. There's no rush. Let's learn. Let's tinker. Let's sit down. Let's play. Let's get curious. And I absolutely love that. Yeah. And just on that topic of taking your time and learning, it makes me think of the conversation we had with Marco. And when he made the point of saying, if something is too hard to understand, it is likely obfuscation, right? And so that understanding of complex things. With him, we were talking about interdisciplinary in- innovation. I still can't say it yeah. straight. Interdisciplinary <laughs> innovation. <It's so> <laughs> um, you know, he talked about his history and kind of upbringing in economics and things that can often feel daunting. Same goes with AI for those of us who are entering those spaces and wanting to understand something new. And that conversation with him was such a great reminder to look for different perspectives, do your own research, listen to your gut, and don't be afraid. How many times am I going to reference our coach, Kate Payne, saying that the opposite of fear is curiosity, but lead with curiosity in in all of these new spaces. And so I loved that takeaway from that conversation. And when I think about learning the new. That conversation with Marco definitely calmed some of my fears. I felt a lot more at ease after that conversation because I also think a mark of someone's intelligence is when they can make really complicated things feel really simple. And Marco did exactly that in that episode. So it was awesome to learn from him. We had such a good season. Then we had Adrian talking about growing, scaling, building teams with diversity and inclusion and representation at the forefront of what you're doing. And that was such a good episode because I don't think we often get to hear the perspective from the person who's coming in and building something from the ground up, especially at a company at the size and scale of Google. Like oftentimes we hear, you know, you might hear an entrepreneur story or a founder story or someone who's inheriting a really big team, but hearing Adrian's story about being able to decipher what exactly was going to be important to the team, what she needed to set the team up for success, how she could maintain and grow that across the world was really encouraging and really empowering. And I think a good reminder for leaders to take a step back. I literally just had a therapy session today and where my therapist's advice was like, I need you to write down your intention before you make a move, before you take one single step, figure out what your intention is. Adrian's episode really reminded us of why it's important to assess and figure out, okay, what it is that I need to do in order to be set up for success? What's the vision for the future? And how can I make sure I'm holding myself accountable to those things? And how do I keep laser focused? Because I think we, we often forget that when someone says, here's a blank page, we forget how hard that is. Like it's so much easier to operate under constraints. But when someone gives you a blank page, it's so easy to go, off the rails or get distracted or forget why you're actually here. And I think her episode was really important to remind us about just staying grounded, staying focused, knowing what it is that you're trying to achieve and like setting up your teams for success to do that. I love that. So we took away so much from this season, Annalise. It's Q1 2024. Yeah. What are you most excited about for the year to come? Oh, that's such a good question. One of the things that I am on my personal journey with as an entrepreneur and as a founder is around having difficult conversations. It is an area of my life that I think I have struggled with. I also think like, as I listen back to our seasons and as I just think about my own perspective as an entrepreneur and a founder, 
the level of empathy that I have has grown in tenfold. Like this journey of leadership has forced me to look deeply within myself about the things that I care about. And what I'm trying to navigate right now is how to have difficult conversations without losing my integrity, my values, my empathy, like leading with the things that are really, really important. So that's like a personal thing that I'm working on. And I'm excited to like dig deep and figure that out. CFG is growing, we're scaling. So there's like some structural stuff we're doing where we're going to bring someone in and, and kind of understand everyone's leadership styles, how we staff our teams, how we can set everyone up for success. Just again, leading with curiosity, getting more information because we're at the size and scale now. We're like some of those, um, what is the right word? But it's just when you have more people, you have more problems. That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> um, like so much more opportunity, which is amazing. But there's also, you know, nuances that happen and things that change as an organization grows and scales. And so I am very much in a position now where I'm, I'm digging deep. I'm getting my hands dirty. I'm trying to learn as much as I can as the organization grows so that I can make sure we maintain some of that special sauce that I think got us to the place that we're at. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm excited to travel. I have a lot of places on the list to go this year. And on a personal note, I'm just really focused on like loving myself, getting more confident. I turned 30, which is crazy. And so I'm like, thank you. And so, yeah, just uh, just excited. I think this year is going to be great. What about you? What's going on in your world? Tell us. Happy birthday. <laughs> You're glowing. You're glowing. Thank you. I'm excited for you for this year. It's yet another level of evolution, and it's super cool to see. Yeah, yeah, that's the right word. Evolution is definitely, I think, the theme for this year for me, for sure. For me, so I made the move from marketing into product management last year, and that has been so much fun. Yeah. I hope everyone who's working with me is having as much fun as, as I am. <laughs> for me, I'm, I'm in study mode. Study mode, because for 17 or so years, I grew up in marketing and I held marketing leadership roles and I saw different businesses from the vantage point of marketing. And there are some things that track across marketing and product management, certainly having a deep understanding of your customers, really spending time understanding their needs, wants, the competitive landscape, those things track and then certain things are very, very different. So I'm, I'm reading textbooks about agile software development and operations. And yeah. I love it. I'm taking, I've got like notebooks full of notes. And so it's whenever you get that opportunity to I think Adrian talked about this, right? What am I bringing and what am I learning? Whenever you get that opportunity to have that much learning, for me, it's what energizes me. It keeps me going. I'm super grateful to get to do this. First of all, I just have to commend you because like you're obviously a seasoned and tenured professional and brilliant. And so like you coming in and being like, I'm a student right now and I love that makes me feel so good. We should all learn from you because I think sometimes when you get to a certain level, it's easy to be like, oh, I, I, I know what I'm doing. I, I can figure this out. But like, I love that you're like, I'm heads down learning as best as I can right now. I think that's awesome. And I think that's also very exciting. Like I started playing tennis this year and every time I go into a tennis lesson, I'm like, I suck. And it feels so good to suck right now. Like, it feels so good to be bad at something and be challenged and, like, have to learn. Like, this makes me feel so, so confident in myself to be able to show up and, like, struggle and not do something just to be the best at it. And so I love that you're coming into it with the mindset of, like, oh, I want to learn as much as humanly possible. That's very exciting. And I can't wait to see what you do with all that knowledge. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been a great season. Thank you to all of our listeners, we truly appreciate it. Going on this journey with you all, as Katrina said, like we could write curriculum from this season, 
step-by-step each episode a chapter on some of the things that we should be employing as leaders, as learners, as team members, as friends, as just people, really. And as always, Katrina, it's a pleasure to do this with you. And I can't wait to see what comes in season three. Annalise, you're the best co-host I could ask for. It's such a joy. A big, big thank you to our guests for this season. Again, we're so grateful for the work that you do and the time that you spend with us. And thank you for listening. And even though this is the season finale, don't forget to follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And as soon as we're back for season three, you will be the first to know. So with that, happy end of season two of Am I On Mute. Thanks for listening. 